That might be cool. Yeah. Alana. Yes. You were just telling me that we forgot to go into the thank you room this morning on Clubhouse that was hosted by AJ Jacobs. Yes, we did. For some reason, I was under the impression that it started at nine, but you're right. It starts at eight. Yeah. So we just missed it. I, I was, I really want to start at nine just because, I mean, sometimes, you know, if you don't wake up in time, I don't know. I, but that's okay. Uh, there's always next week. Yes. <laughs> there's always next week, and we don't have to be thankful one day a week. We could be thankful one day a month instead. <laughs> no, every day, both. Not one, not one day a week or only one day a month or one day a year. I do like your idea of, at the end of this, just saying a few things that we were thankful for. Yeah, I, uh, and it doesn't have to, you know, it could be for this episode only or for future episodes. I don't know. Um, just because... You know, um, I believe it's true that if you are, uh, if you have a, a thankful attitude, it really does make you feel better throughout the rest of the day, I think. What do you, how, how would you, what do you think about that? I believe there's some truth to that. Yes. It's not the only factor, but it definitely helps. It, it's something you can do that brings up your level of happiness a couple of notches. Yes, absolutely. And it, in turn, I think makes you a better person. Oh, of course. Kind of like meditation. Mm, I don't think it's quite like that, but... It's a little bit different. And there are some times when I'm done meditating and I feel a little bit worse than I did at the beginning. Yeah. But for the most part, if you were to chart it, it's it's an upward, you know... Yeah. I think it keeps... That it causes. I really think it keeps a person grounded and it, uh, it, keep, it keeps a person... Um, uh, what's the word... It, I just think it makes people overall happy uh, when they have an attitude of gratitude, I think. Are you going to read A.J. Jacobs' book about gratitude? Um, it's possible. It's possible for sure. Yes. It was a good quick read. How long was it? I didn't listen to the audiobook. I got my copy off of Bookshare. Okay. But I finished it in a little over an hour, I think. Well, that would have been an audiobook, though. No, it's not. It's Bookshare. It's not not uh, audiobook service, babes. Well, I mean, it. I mean, yeah, they have. They. I know they have ebook copies, but I. I set it to um to audio. My settings. I didn't know you could do that. You can, Bubs. Really? But here's the thing, though. Uh, it's read by... See, that's why I was explaining to you about the electronic voices. I don't really like them. See, I don't mind those at all. Okay, well, um, if you set your settings to audio... Go ahead. You can uh, download audiobooks from Bookshare. Oh, really? I didn't think you... I thought you knew that already. No, there's a lot of like weird little details on life I don't know about. Oh, oh, oh this, is a, this is the time where I'm more observant than you are? Don't get used to it, babe. It's not like it happens all the time. It doesn't happen all the time. I'm just saying, like, you know, when it comes to to this audio service here or this book service, I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you if you don't mind electronic voices, I try to avoid them because I don't like them. But if you don't mind it, then uh, you could probably you could find a whole bunch of audiobooks there. Oh, I don't mind that at all. Yeah. Okay. And um, it might, I think. I don't know how it would work on your phone just because I don't know if your phone is able to accept them. Um, well, it probably is. Uh, Daisy Books? I I don't know, but if it can't, I'm sure I can find an app that will do it. Okay. I think it should. Mm-hmm. 
It should. If you're able to play audiobooks on your phone, you should be able to play it from Bookshare. I don't know why you wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Yeah. Do they still make the Victor Reader stream or no? Yes, they do. Oh, wow. And uh, like I said, mine mine still works after 10 years. It what's, 11 years. What's the price on those things now? Uh, I don't know what the upgrade price is. I really have no idea. It would be good to get a, an upgrade um, uh, eventually. I just don't know. But they're so handy. They really are. I really like the book sense. Yeah. But it is completely incompatible with the Mac. Are you serious? Yeah. And I don't think that they ever made... A second edition of it. They oh. came out with it in, I want to say, 2009. Mm -hmm. And they never did an update, as far as I know. You know, I was going to get one mm -hmm. because I was looking for a recording device that I did not... I, did, I wasn't... I was looking for a, a, a tape recorder, just a standard one that I could tape my, my college lectures. And the guy that was the um, IT person uh, that was uh, helping me get that... Um, and. I've told you about him. He um, he recommended BookSense, but he also uh, uh, showed me the um, uh, Victor Reader stream. So, yeah. The way I understand it is the stream is a little bit cheaper, or at least it was back in the day. Yeah, I don't know how much it is to upgrade them, but I heard the upgrades are pretty com are, are pretty cool because you can actually go on the internet with them. And that just download books straight from Bookshare. Yes, and uh, straight from uh, Bard. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, I don't. Uh, we've discussed this before, but I'm not a big fan of the Bard app for Android. Oh, I didn't know. Does it does it work? Is it kind of wonky with Android? Yes, it does this weird audio thing where the audio will cut in and out on books. That's weird. Uh, the iOS app is a little bit better. Okay. Yeah. So do you just like download stuff onto your old iPhone or? I usually use my iPad because the old your iPhone iPad. has a few issues with charging. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's probably a good thing you never gave it to me then. I know. Yeah. I was thinking about that and I thought, well, if you gave it to me, then you wouldn't have another phone to um, download stuff on. Yeah, I'd make it work though. Okay. Have you thought more about possibly upgrading your technology soon uh, <clears throat> excuse me possibly um it sounds like ipads are a little bit easily accessible as far as uh price wise mm -hmm. um but i have thought about definitely upgrading to an iphone because i think that would help a lot i do too yeah i think you get a lot out of it and i wouldn't have to uh i wouldn't have to take a laptop everywhere yeah, that's a big as, thing. As much as I like laptops sometimes, and I go back and forth with this because I have friends that are older who, uh, one of them is a tech person, but sometimes he's like, you know, sometimes it's easy on computers to find stuff because, you know, they have the arrow keys. Mm -hmm. um, but he also recognizes that there are things that the phone does that the computer doesn't do. But he goes back and forth with it because he's, you know, he's in a different generation. He's like... uh in his at least late 60s, close to 70s, I think. So he's grown up in a different generation than us. And um, I understand that he would go back and forth. And even his fiance was saying that she was she was a little bit trepidatious of um, upgrading to an iPhone too. So 
Understandably so. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Yeah. I think they both serve different purposes. Right, because I remember when it came out, and I'm thinking, why would anybody want to use a phone for all those things when you have a computer and other technology that you can use? But I was very wrong about that, and it caught on pretty quickly. There's some cool stuff you can do on it. Yes. And you can kind of treat it like a Walkman, too. Yes, I believe that is true, yes. Mm -hmm. I could go... uh, I know on trains right now, if I remember correctly, you couldn't access streaming sites. But what you could do, babes, is download a bunch of podcasts before you go on the train. That is true. Or download movies. Yeah, I've done stuff like that before. Save movies from your... uh, Download movies from your laptop onto a phone. Mm -hmm. Is it easy to... Oh, you said you had a hard time with that. I personally have had issues with file transferring uh, on the iOS devices. But... I also have a lot of different files, and that may contribute to it. I don't think it's as smooth as Apple would have you believe. Is it easier to download audible, like audio files, music files, than it is to download, like, uh, I don't know if you have videos on your thing. Yeah, it's easier to download files straight from your phone than to transfer them off of your computer. No, what I mean is, uh, is it easier to save um audio files to your phone or video files i mean what is there a difference there um i haven't found that it's easier okay so i find so if you had a barred account though you could just use it on your phone and download it straight to your device true. instead of having to download it on your computer and transfer yes, yes. it and, you know yes, all that stuff yes, yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay well, okay that's interesting that's something to think about too. yeah yeah. What about so so even with the iPad too? You said you Go had ahead. problems with you've had problems with uh, transferring things onto your iPad than you did uh, transferring things off of it, right? I've had problems with both. File wow. transfer I found just does not work, at least not the way it should for me. I have to look that up. I'm I'm actually curious about that because I need to know what I'm getting into. Some people say it's easy. It's the one thing that I think Android does a lot better is Mm -hmm. file transfer. There are a few things, but it's the thing that stands out to me that I use the most is file transferring. Yeah, because there are there are blind people that would prefer Androids over iPhones Mm -hmm. or or vice versa. So most blind people still use iPhones. Oh yes, but I think that's going to change in the next five years. You think so? Yes. As Android slowly becomes more accessible. Okay. I mean, they're fighting it. Okay. Uh, the people uh, who work on the Android phones. But I think they're going to eventually have to give in and really make some improvements with accessibility. And Android is still considered... I, I know Android is still considered a smartphone in their own, in its own way. Well, it is. It is. It's just not the iOS. Okay. Ecosystem. Ecosystem. Yes, babes. Okay. Well, that's something to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I'll start with an Android and then work my way up. You never know, babes. I would not get an Android tablet, but if you wanted to do an Android smartphone, that's something you could do. And then get an iPad. Yeah. I really like my Moto G Power because it has very, very good battery life. Really? Yeah. Your your Android? Yeah, the phone I use. Ah, okay. Like, we watched two movies yesterday. Yeah. And I listened to some music last night, and I think it was at, like, 75% power this morning. Wow. Yeah, and I've had it for close to a year. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that's something to think about, because I, I am definitely very much considering both products. Yes, yes. 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 And it's cheaper. I think you could get the Moto G 
on Amazon for around $200. Hmm. So. Okay. Think about that. The jewel. Yes, very good. In the town hall the other day. Yes. I'm not sure if we mentioned here. No, I don't think so. But Paul said that eventually they want to have a computer app so that people can go log on from their laptops to clubhouse. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But he said it's going to be a ways off just because they don't have enough engineers. Hmm. What I think would be cool, babes, is if they had an Alexa skill to where you could... Oh. Uh, dot skill. Dot skill. skill. I'm sorry. I should have known. Echo dot skill. Dot skill. Dot skill. To let you use your dot. I'm sorry. I completely messed up on that one. Okay. I put it on mute. Thank you. Yeah. I put on mute. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Remember dot skill. Dot skill. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. We all slip. We all slip. Freudian slip. Yes. But if you could log on to clubhouse on the dot i think that would be really really cool that would be awesome because then i could you know listen to interesting rooms and i mean i probably won't be as obsessed as you are no. but i'll probably be like once in a while like in with you know with a you know for you know the past of time i'll go on it but mm-hmm. i won't go on it like ridiculously for long hours <laughs> too much it's fun though Yes, I understand. I understand it's fun. Yes. Speaking of the dot, last night we were trying to listen to music in the living room, and it took us a minute, and you finally realized that it was playing in the bedroom. That is so odd. And you said you had problems with yours, right? Sometimes. Sometimes. Not as much as you do, though. No, no, and no. I don't I don't usually have that problem. It just happens, like, once in a while. I think the reason you may have it more than I do is because my dots are a little bit more spread out. Oh, really? Like, okay, so where's... So, I have one in my living room, or one in my bedroom and one in my kitchen, but the the way my apartment's set up, there's uh, there's more of a buffer, I think. A buffer? Yeah, there's a little bit more distance. I'm trying to remember, because I've been at your house several times. Uh, Is there, like, something dividing the living room and the kitchen again? I mean, there's a wall. There's a wall, but... And I usually keep my door to my bedroom closed when I'm not in it. Not because of that, but just, I just do. Right, right, right. Okay. Well, that's probably, that's probably what I have done is because I've left my door open even when I'm gone outside Mm -hmm. because I want, you know, I don't want to be so hot in there when I get in there, but now that I have a fan and it's not really a problem, but I should keep my door closed now, uh, uh, when I leave it, even though I don't do that. I don't know. We made it work though. Yes. Yes. Eventually, figured it out, and we were uh, we we had a we had a really good day yesterday. Dude. I had fun. I had a good time. Yes. Um. I uh decided to order some parsley and other things, and we were able to make a tabbouleh yesterday. It was turned out really good. I thought it was delicious. It was delicious. Um. I decided to zest some lemon yeah. and throw that into the brown rice. We use brown rice instead of bulgur wheat. It was good. Mm-hmm. I think it tastes really good with brown white rice. Yes. Um, and then we had some uh, parsley. Unfortunately, I had more of the stems in mine because I, I thought I got all of them and it didn't work out. I'm glad that you didn't have as many. I think I had one stem. <sighs> Thank goodness. <laughs> I would feel so bad. Because no. <laughs> I was like pulling stems out. I'm like, oh, this is why I don't like uh, dealing with parsley sometimes. I forgot that there's so many stems. Uh, but it's okay. Um, the 
Everything was good. The mint tasted so good with that. And I think we used it all. We did. It was delicious. Um, now, how much mint would you normally use for that? I normally use as much as I can because okay. mint goes really well into bully. Okay. And then uh, we had a tomato and cucumber. Cucumber. We forgot the green onions. But I it's forgot not the, the green the onions, but I'm going to use it in something else that I'm thinking about making today. Yes. You seem pretty turned off when I suggested that you throw the green onions in some pancakes. That just doesn't sound good. Mm. I, I, I've, I don't believe I've had a savory pancake or a crepe. I would try it, but I don't know that green onions would taste really good with, you know, with pancake batter. Keep in mind, I'm... I am a good cook, but my weak area is breakfast. Yeah. Um, but I've seen recipes where people have made pancakes with green onions. I would try it. Mm -hmm. I would definitely try it, but I just don't know. Green onions sound good, better with omelets, uh, but I just don't know that green onions would taste good with pancakes. But then I haven't tried a lot of savory pancakes either, so... I'm more of a sweeter pancake kind of a person. You know, chocolate chip pancakes, you know, stuff with, the, you know, pancake stuff with, like, fruit in it or, or cinnamon or whatever. But I never, I never thought of green onions in pancakes. It just sounds really weird to me. Oh. It sounds odd. You did buy us some apple pies for dessert. Yes, I was hoping to get the pecan pies. It's from a, a company called Table Talk, and they have these little pies. And um, I warmed them up enough to where the crust was um, the crust was a little bit more uh, softer, and they were pretty good. Um, and you suggested that one day we make a, an apple pie, right? I think that might be fun. That would be fun. Yes. Or, or we could do we could do a chocolate. Chocolate apple pie? No, a chocolate pie. That's a possibility. I also gave you the idea of what if we did a chocolate apple cake? That would be interesting. Yeah. And my idea was we kind of take the cheesecakes concept, right? So uh -huh. we make our crust out of Oreo cookies, oh. and then we fill it with the apple pie filling and cook it. Oh. Um, I'm sure that's horrible for your body, but. I know. It does um, sound good. It sounds delicious. I'm the only concern I would have is what if the apple is like too overpowering for the chocolate? That's true. Because apples can get pretty sweet. We'll have to talk about that eventually. Mm -hmm. But um, but I was thinking of you know if we do make a, a cheesecake, it would be interesting to to make like. If you wanted to make a chocolate cheesecake, instead of doing like an Oreo crust, we could do like a a, a shortbread crust and uh, put like a like a chocolate filling in there. I don't know. That's a possibility. Yeah, we were supposed to do that. I was supposed to have a cooking party with some friends of mine, and uh, when I was in Hawaii, and we were supposed to make a some kind of a cheesecake or a pie and we were supposed to do a shortbread crust but it didn't work out and we were supposed to make manicotti but it didn't happen i don't think i've ever made or eaten manicotti oh manicotti is delicious what is it it's like a pasta that has um some things in it i think the last time i went to the olive garden uh when i was in st louis i had 
No, wait, no, it wasn't St. Louis. I, I, I remember now. I went to this Italian place here in Portland. I can't remember what it was called. I have to, I'll have to tell you when I, when I remember. And it, um, I had this uh, manicotti and it was like a pasta with, uh, it was like stuffed with, I think it was chicken or something in it. It was really good. Mm. Covered with uh, some kind of a cheese. I am excited tonight, babes, to make some baked ziti. Ooh. Yes. What are you going to put in it? A lot of cheese. I got some mm. fresh mutts. Mutts? I got some dry mutts. Mutts? I have some uh, freshly grated Parmesan, or will be freshly grated tonight. Parmesan. And some ricotta cheese. Ricotta cheese. Ricotta cheese. Yes, yes, yes. I'm looking forward to that, babes. Yes. I still have some Parmesan in my uh, in my cabinet that I haven't used in a while. I'm wondering how to know if it's not good anymore. Did you get the type that you grade by yourself, or did you get like the the store bought kind where it's in the container and it's, it's in the container? Grated? Yeah, uh, it's probably still good. They those things usually last a long time. Really? Yeah, as long as they're closed and everything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's closed. I I I don't. I haven't used it in a while, actually. I forgot it was there. Oh, the fresh stuff is so much better, babes. I understand. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It, it's so good. Plus, I don't know if this is true, mm -hmm. but I've heard rumors that they like to put sawdust in the Parmesan cheese that you buy that's already grated. Really? Yeah. No, but they put a lot of weird stuff in food. They do put a lot of weird stuff, and it's probably best we don't know about it, you know. Yeah, it's weird. My philosophy has kind of changed on this as I grow older. Yeah. The older I get, the less I want to know what they're putting in my food. Absolutely. Because if I really go down the rabbit hole, it's going to get You're to gonna, the point where I can't eat anything. You can't eat anything. Well, it's just like... um it's just like when we were talking about McDonald's, right? Yeah. If I want to go to a fast food place like McDonald's, I really don't want to know what's in what calories are in my food. Or somebody lost a finger and you're eating it. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. Okay. I mean, I don't really want to know how many calories I'm consuming. Mm -hmm. And I certainly don't want to get a salad. And I don't want to get fries without salt. <laughs> I told you that <laughs> yes. years ago. We're talking maybe 2013. This is the last time I had anything from McDonald's. Yes. My grandparents bought some food from McDonald's, and they bought me a salad and fries minus the salt. That's terrible. It this is so disgusting. That's terrible. I First think... of all, their salad was like the grossest thing ever. It was all like dead vegetables that had no real flavor to them. What salad was it? It was just a regular house salad. Ew. Yeah. At least, I mean, if you're going to get a salad, at least get like a chef salad or something. I, I don't think that they are that advanced at McDonald's. But it well, was, they, they, it may have changed since 2013, though. Yeah, but um, I, I myself, it was just me. I would never go to McDonald's to get a salad. I would agree. Unless the zombie apocalypse had hit, and that's the only type of salad what, you could well, possibly get. Well, I heard that Wendy's has a pretty good salad. I would, I don't think I'd ever get a salad at a fast food place. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. That's not why I go there. Yeah, I'm kind of there with you, but there are salads that are good. But I, I understand where you're going at, getting at. Um, mm -hmm. Like, I would get a salad. I would most likely get a salad at a diner. Maybe. Yeah. Or if somebody made me a fresh salad or something. Yeah, getting one at home is the best. 
if yeah. the person knows what they're doing. Right. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah, I would not, I, I don't go to McDonald's to get anything healthy. <laughs> I do agree. Unsalted fries. Ew, that's so oh, gross. Oh, they're so gross, babes. Oh. And my, Ew. everybody was like, do you notice anything about these fries? And I'm like, uh, I didn't want to say anything, but I was thinking they oh, taste really gross. bad. And they're like, they're unsalted. I asked for them unsalted. And I'm like, oh, that's what it is. Why Salt could... is a secret ingredient. Now I, I know. know. I know. And there's a, you know, that that's what makes their fries so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is so gross. I know it was. He could have just gotten those fries for your, for him and your grandma. I don't know. It's crazy time, babes. I know. That's crazy. It's crazy that it's been so long since I've gone to McDonald's because I used to go there all the time. Wow. Especially in high school and like right after. I remember when you told me that you would get like uh, two double quarter pounders, I think it was. Was it right? Here's what I used to do. I I would go there after school or for lunch. (laughs) This is so unhealthy now. Oh my goodness. Okay. And it's it's actually odd that I was so skinny when I think about (laughs) this, right? But yeah. my jam would be get two double quarter pounders with cheese yum. minus the tomato yum, yum. and two large fries and a large Coke. That's crazy. And maybe a McFlurry. Okay, that's yummy, but that is insanely nuts that you would do that every day. Maybe not every day, but let's say two to three times a week. That's crazy. Yes. That's crazy. I, I would do that at least, you know, at least once every however uh, however many weeks. I don't know, but not like... Two to three times a week. Oh, yeah. And it's not like every kid in my school loved McDonald's because I went to a hippie school. Uh So we did have good restaurants in the area. I just had a really undefined palate. That's okay. I mean, there are times where kids are like, oh, all I want to eat is burgers or all I want to eat is pizza. Yeah, but with me, it was like all the time. (laughs) It's weird. I'm a late bloomer in a lot of things. (laughs) I was, I remember there was a, one time I went on a field trip and my, one of the, the kids that went with me, I was like really young at the time. She, her, I think her mom got her McDonald's and I was so jealous because I didn't go to McDonald's all the time. Mm-hmm. I would go there when, you know, I would go there for dinner or maybe for lunch and play on the playground, but I wouldn't go like all the time. So we were not spoiled in that way that we would just go like all the time and yeah well in in my school in high school and in middle school but i didn't really do it as much in middle school you could leave the grounds of the school to go and eat see that was cool we we, that's pretty i I would i would have been so um i really wish that we were able to do that because we we had to eat at our cafeteria and it didn't always have the best food. Well, I wish that I would have done more exploring. So I would go to places like Escape from New York Pizza once in a while. You told me that one was good, yes. I really like Escape from New York. And then there's this other place called the Blue Moon Cafe and a few other spots. But uh, McDonald's was my jam. I also like Taco Bell yes. and Subway. But I wish I would have done more exploring. Plus, when I would walk home from school, because I really got into walking in mm-hmm. high school. Yeah. I, there's a pot, I, I don't know if it's, I think it might still be there. There's a McDonald's close to Pioneer Square on like, I, I forgot, it's on 6 mm-hmm. downtown. Mm-hmm. And I would stop there on my way home. So if I didn't <laughs> get McDonald's for lunch, I'd after, oftentimes I'd have it after school. That's hilarious. Yeah. And my mom was, you know, doing her thing. So and she was, she was gone sometimes too. Yeah. She was gone a lot of times. So I could just be like, I'm going to have a quick dinner and then yeah. go home. Wow. Okay. 
Well, well, I guess it's different because every time I did go home, there was always something uh, homemade. So I wasn't eating fast food every single time. My mom was a really bad cook. Oh, I know. You told me that. I did. I tell you that. Yes. On occasion, my dad would uh, bring home some burgers and fries, which was which was nice because we didn't get that all the time. Mm-hmm. But he was a cook in our family, so we always got, you know, we always got really good stuff. Did your dad ever do hamburgers? Yes. Yes. Like make them? Yes. Nice. He made, uh, one time my friend came over and he made some burgers and some thick cut fries. Mm-hmm. And he goes, here, try these fries. And I'm like, oh, these are so good. They're really oh, good. Nice. I mean, they were nice and crunchy. Uh, I mean, he, he's, he's an excellent cook and he made like the best steaks. One of the best steaks. That's really oh. good. Yeah. So I was, I guess I was spoiled in that way because my, my dad was the cook in the family. And even if my mom was making something from a box, you know, occasionally she'll buy like, um, she'll buy cinnamon rolls that you have to bake. Mm-hmm. She always, um, she, it always turned out really good. And she, uh, she, there are some things that obviously she knew how to make. Um, but my family, you know, I have come from a family of good cooks. So. I've, I've had your mom's food. It's pretty good, actually. I know that she told me that she didn't think that she was a good cook, but I oh, like no, her. No, food. no, 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 no. She, I mean, she makes some really good yeah. uh, lumpia. It's a, it's a, you haven't tried that yet. but I No, I think right. I tried her um, chicken adobo. adobo and it was pretty good. No, I know that. I know that. I'm just saying, I was talking about other stuff that okay. she does. No, she, she makes um, this noodle dish called pancit, which is a, a pretty... Uh, pretty much a Filipino staple in everybody's uh, party, Filipino party. Uh, it's like a thin noodles. Um, I forgot what kind of noodles it, it was from. And there's veggies in there. There might be a little bit of meat. And um, it's really good. And there's different kinds. There's different kinds of it. And uh, she knows how to make that. And and then, uh, you know, lumpia is another staple that we have at parties, which... They're like your egg rolls, but I think they're better. Okay. You know, some of them are thin, but some of them are long and thicker and really good. And the best kind are the kind that have meat in it. It's it's so good, and they're and they're best when they come out of the um, the fryer, right out of the fryer. Nice. So good. But anyway, um, yummy. Yeah, All of that to say, it's been a while since I've gone to McDonald's and eaten, eaten like I did back in high school. Yeah. Yes. I think there was one time that I had McDonald's on one of my um, band practices because we had uh, some kind of, we had this like um, band retreat we went, no, was it a band retreat? It was a, a no, it was band practice that we did on Saturday and my um my aunt bought me a a quarter pounder and and um I thought, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> I love the double quarter pounders. I can't believe I'd eat two of those. I can't believe I'd two large that. order of fries. Well Bubs. Maybe the reason why you're hey, Bubs, maybe the reason why you're skinny is because you could you were able to walk it off. That's a possibility, yeah. Well you see you guys have it so much better than us because we have to work to get the you know, to get in shape. And you guys are like, oh, we can eat like a whole thing of fries and, and burgers and walk it off. No problem. Mm-hmm. But we have to work it off. We have to really work it off. Well, I'm proud of you there, J-Wall. Yeah. So if I had two double quarter pounders every day for a month and fries 
and a two lar- things large are soda. Two things are fries large and a large fries. soda. Yeah. For sure, you're going to notice a and difference. And an Oreo McFlurry. And an Oreo McFlurry, which is delicious. Yes. For sure, you're going to notice a difference. You're going to be like, um, babes, what's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> you're not as small as you were before. There's more of you to love. <laughs> There's more of you to love. I can hide in one of these folds if I want to get away from you. <laughs> hide in my biscuits. Yes. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say this, babes. Uh oh. What? When I was less enlightened, I was hanging out with a couple of guy friends and we were talking about bigger women, uh-huh. fat ladies. Yeah. And I made the joke. I say, well, I love dating fat women because in the winter, if the power goes out, I can just hide under one of their rolls, <laughs> take a lighter, set their fat on fire and be warm for the night. Oh. And my other friend said, no, I like uh, being around fat ladies because, you know, sometimes I could look in their rolls and find like a Slim Jim or, or something <laughs> to snap on. And one of my friends who was, you know, completely like trying to act woke, just uh, try to act offended by all this. And, oh, really? You know. But meanwhile, it's this guy's talking shit. I don't really mean that. <laughs> you know. Setting fat on fire, really? That was a joke, babes. That's, that's... <laughs> Okay. It's called Huma there. Oh no, I actually think it's kind of funny. Thank you, babes. Yeah, you can find a you can ch- find a chocolate bar in one of the. Uh... <laughs> I honestly think that the ones that are actually the ones that act offended, like the men that actually act offended uh, by what uh, the jokes that you're saying about women, yeah, aren't really that aren't really um, offended. No, they just want to. They, they want branding points. Right, exactly. There, I mean, there's some that are really are offended, but the but the but now nowadays, most of the people that are really offended are the ones that are actually offending. Yeah, exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? Don't ever, you know, if a guy tells if a guy tells a woman, "Oh, I'm for women's rights," they're not really for women's rights. They're they're the they're the same offenders. I'm for the right to stay in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Now, I think. We might have said this before, but one of the reasons I think I'm for women's rights, yeah. and this is going to sound so off, yeah. is because most of the good cooks I've known have been men. So why would I want a woman in the kitchen if I can have a man in the kitchen who's better cooking? I don't know. I've, I've, had, a, I've had different experiences with that. Yes. I think I think that there are men... I think that there are many women that are good cooks in the kitchen, but they have to work hard at it. Mm. I don't think that... Just because uh, you had experiences with bad uh, cooking from women, that all that the women that you are going to meet are going to be terrible cooks. No, but for real, I've known a lot more men who are better cooks than women. Well, maybe it's the people you surround yourself with, Bubs. Okay, I'm just saying that's probably why I'm a little bit more enlightened. I mean, that's one of the reasons. It's not mm, what mm, what not tickling enlightened. My Oh, I'm close to it, okay. No, no, but you had my mom's cooking already. I had your mom's cooking, but yeah. what I'm saying is when I was younger, mm. this is what got reinforced in my head. Oh, I see. And so because I think that's why. Thing? Yeah, so I think that's maybe why I was always pro women's rights. It's not because I wanted to sound woke, it's because oh. I wanted something good to eat. <laughs> okay, now the truth comes out. Yes. <laughs> Because I wanted a better cook in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for women's rights, but it's not what you think. It's because I actually want to like the food that I eat. <laughs> okay. That does sound a little bit off. <laughs> I still love you. It's okay. 
<laughs> I've noticed so, Bubs, that as I've gotten older, I've been meeting more men that like to garden. I thought that was just a women a woman thing. Oh, no, gardens. My dad used to garden. Really? Yeah, gardening's not just a woman thing at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did he garden? I think he did tomatoes. This was when I was really young. Oh. Uh, I, I, I think he did tomatoes and carrots. No, no, gardening's not a woman thing at all. I mean, oh. I'm sure there are women who garden, but uh, a lot of guys are in the gardening. Yeah, I've, I've always known that. You know what? There was a, a, a show I used to watch on Saturdays in Seattle, and it was with this guy named Cisco, and it, and it was called Gardening with Cisco. Oh. And it was this guy. Uh, it, this this was of course on a Seattle channel. And I think he was on on the NBC affiliate. Go ahead. And it was so funny because this guy was from uh, I think he was from Wisconsin, and he was just he was just a, he just cracked me up just the way he was talking, and he would give like um, tips about gardening. I will tell you this: if I owned a house, I would probably be a gardener. Yeah, I've helped uh, men uh, with uh, putting, uh, you know, tomatoes in in baskets and things like that. The tomatoes that they've grown, and I, I love the taste of um, fresh veggies from a garden. I love the taste of fresh tomatoes. Did I tell you, babes, mm-hmm. that no, I don't know? Well, I, I I don't think I've told you this. Okay. When I was in fourth grade, yeah, we had a thing in our class to where we were each put in charge of growing a plant. Oh wow! And I think the the three people whose plant grew the most and looked the strongest, um, got prizes. I forgot what they were. Okay. But I was the runner up. I I did the second best job in my class. Of really? Growing a plant. Yeah. What kind of a plant was it? I don't remember. This was so long ago. Oh, wow. But I I feel like if I went into gardening and I really devoted myself to it, I'd be pretty good at it. Wow. But it's also a lot of work, too. Yeah. I mean, but, it's not simple. If yeah, really I mean, I mean, if you didn't... Um, if you didn't grow vegetables, you could go. You could grow roses mm-hmm. and flowers. I mean, people like to do that. Or they have, like, flowers and veggies. Or they have fruit trees. I have some friends that are really into canning. I've, I I need to do more canning. Oh my goodness! They have like all these really good juices. Like they they made. I've had their grape juice, and man, if you get fresh grape juice, uh, let me tell you, it'll clean you out. Mm. I can tell you that right now. But oh. it's really good for you. Um, and I've had their plum and their pear juice, and that really is good for you too. Um, but my, I think my favorite juice that I've had of theirs is uh, grape. You know what would be a cool program to start, babes? What's that? And it's something that you could probably do here in the Northwest, mm-hmm. is partner with a local organic farmer mm-hmm. to bring uh, disabled children out to the farm mm-hmm. and teach them how to farm as a disabled person. I'm oh. thinking specifically about blind kids. I think that would be cool. Or maybe what you would want to do is you'd want to partner a farmer with a couple of blind adults, yeah. teach them so you, you know that they're learning the techniques. Then you bring out a group of blind kid, kids and teach them kind of the basics. You know, when I was uh, getting a tour of this place, mm-hmm. I uh, found out from the previous manager that they have a community garden here. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so uh, when they really are in full swing, some people have made um, have have uh, grown like fresh, huge strawberries. And you know, I I like strawberries sometimes, and um, I like them when they're nice and sweet and big. And um, are you laughing? No, I'm not laughing. I just okay. said something in my eye. Oh, okay. So it's good enough. But I'm I'm listening. Okay, now. and 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 yeah, they make like fresh strawberries and some other things, but. 
I've only went there once to the uh, community garden. I was there when you went. Were you? Yes. Was that where the deck was? Yes, I think so. Oh, okay. okay. No, I'm talking about the first time that I took a tour here. Oh, okay. I thought you, they sh- she showed you the garden the second time. Uh, did she? Oh, maybe that was where the deck was. I'm sorry. I um, think so. The, but, but it was a, oh, it's such a nice deck up there. You know what I heard about the other week, babes? What's that? You know the Italian chef whose rooms that we so- will sometimes go into? Yes. Um, Atilio? Yes. He was talking about a strawberry risotto, I think. Oh. I may have, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's talking about doing a strawberry risotto. I don't know if that would taste, well, maybe that would taste good, but I don't know. I, 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 I've had risotto where it was mostly like uh, cheesy and creamy, mm-hmm. but not strawberry. Something to experiment with, but I, w- I would get into gardening. Oh, I would, I would try your veggies. I would. Yeah. 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 And I don't know. It would also be cool to go into high crime neighborhoods and start roof gardens. I think I've heard of people doing that. Really? And then you have these community gardens that everybody contributes to. And it kind of keeps people, you know, off, off the crime and, and they're, because they're getting into something that really does help the community. And it teaches them about food and where it comes from. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be good, especially, I mean, it's if, if your roof is big enough, yes. What you yes. could do is you could either contact, uh, like, apartment buildings and have... You know, have a use their roofs mm-hmm. or some office buildings. I think. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. That's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do remember <clears throat> going to somebody's place. I, I forgot who it was, but it was a whole bunch of people meeting, and we had like a party on top of the roof of the building because the roof was big enough to have like you know chairs and stuff. And I was like, wow, those are fun. Those are fun. Yeah. And then we all, and then a whole bunch of us went to uh, this bubble tea place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like bubble tea. I just don't like the stuff at the bottom of it. Ugh. I never really got too into bubble tea. I mean, I think that if they're going to call it bubble tea, there should actually be bubbles in it and not tapioca balls. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm not. I used to like tapioca pudding when I was a kid, and now I don't like it anymore. I'm not really a pudding fan, but you already know that. I love chocolate pudding. Pudding. And I love banana pudding. Oh, my goodness. Nana pudding. Nana pudding. Yes. Yes, yes. That's my, f- and bread pudding. Oh. Bread pudding is good pudding. Thank you, pudding. You're Joe. welcome, pudding. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> my pudding pilgrim. My pudding pilgrim. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> pudding. Pudding. Did you still call me pudding, okay? I, I will try to avoid that, babes. <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> We're just coming up with weird nicknames for each other, aren't we? We are. Which is a good thing, I think. Yeah, it shows that we're getting closer, I guess. Yes. My little pudding pop. Pudding pop. Pudding pop. Yes, yes. yes. Which is what... I'm not going to make that joke. Now. All right, all right. I did miss them, though. Yes. Anyway. I was going to make a joke about a certain celebrity who pudding. used to be a TV star. All right, all right, all right, all right. We all, right. all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. I think we know. Okay, okay. Okay, all right, babe, let's drop it. I'll pinch your nose. Okay. Pilgrim. Pilgrim. <laughs> Before we get to the movies, yes. is there anything else you wanted to discuss? Um, I was just, uh, I was glad that the groceries got there before three. 
Yeah, I mean, you also ordered wild cherry Pepsi, which would have been nice. I know. But I only drink soda when I'm with you. And you don't drink it that often. I don't. So. I do not. I want, I, I, the, the person that was my shopper suggested that I, um, that maybe I could get the six pack, but I'm like, well, here's a problem I have with that because I know that if I get a six pack or more than that, I'm going to be drinking it all the time. Yeah. And that's not good. And that's not good. And I know that, you know, there are times where I'll get mini cans, but even that can get a little crazy if you get them all the time. I know. So I get them like very, very once in a while. And if I ever get a soda, it's like a 20 ounce soda. Cause I can't do the, the, the one or two liters are just way too much and they get flat really quickly. I think the last yeah. time we had soda was when your mom was here. She took us to, um, Maya's and you had a Coke. So I had, I did. And I, had a sip I, of yours. I was very thirsty and I slipped and had one cause I, I've, I've, I haven't been drinking Coke in a while and I, I'm more of a Pepsi girl anyway. And I was hoping I had Pepsi, but I was really thirsty and I'm like, okay. I'm and I think the time before that was maybe four or five months earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I could go for a long time without drinking anything like that. I, I went, I went around four and a half years once without drinking any soda. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. Yes. Good for you. That's just like how long I've, um, uh, that at one time when I've, um, I haven't, um, had, uh, I think there was one time where I, that was, um, the same amount of time, at least, uh, that I didn't have any burgers. I still haven't had a burger since going back to eating meat. Wow. So the last time I had one had to be probably early 2009. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I think I last time I had a burger was weeks ago. I can't remember when it was. Oh. I do want to have a burger again, but if I do, I want to I want to make it at home and make it really really special. Like make the bread from scratch. Yeah, right. Make all the sauces. Um, you got to look up Bugs um Rebecca Brand. Okay. On YouTube because she's got a a recipe for uh the quarter pounder. Oh, really? Yes. Mm. And it sounds really good, and she figured out how to make it. And you could probably do a double one if you really wanted to have a burger. Yeah. Um, I personally recommend that you get burger bun, uh, burger, uh, um, hamburger buns. But I guess if you want to make your own buns, you could. But, um, but yeah, her recipe sounded really good. Mm. Yeah. And she has a good recipe for red velvet cake as well. I already know how to make that. Oh, you do? Yeah. We've done that before. We've done velvet cake. Did we? Yeah. This was at my place. Oh, wait. I think... um, Before the apocalypse. No, wait. No, no, no. We did cheesecake, Bob. We didn't do... No, we did velvet cake, babes. What did we do? We did a velvet cake. Oh, maybe we did. It's been a while since I've been to your place. I know. I think that's going to change soon. Yay. Like maybe within the next couple of weeks. No, no, wait, wait, did we? I, I know yes, that I had, we did. Okay. It was like a, it was like a regular, we didn't use a uh, food coloring. Yeah. So it was just like a brown velvet cake, but it was still a velvet cake nonetheless. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cause we made that, we did the cream cheese and the, yeah. Oh, that's right. We did. We mm-hmm. did. And you put, and you put the uh, flax seeds in it. That's right. I honestly think the best cakes that uh, taste good with flax seeds is cheesecake. Cheesecake does taste pretty awesome with it. It does. Yes. 
It does. I might have to make a cheesecake this week. Oh. Get a little bit of cherry flavoring. Mm. Maybe I'll do both. Maybe what I'll do is I'll make a lemon cheesecake yeah. and a chocolate cherry one. Oh, man. Are you going to make your own cherry whip? I don't know about that. Or are you just going to um, you just gonna get like a cherry filling or something? Probably just a cherry filling. Okay. Yes. Okay. Or flavoring. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I had an idea for, I don't know if it's a book or a movie, when we were eating dinner. So, did I share that or do you think... Oh, I... sure. Yeah, go ahead. So, I'm giving away all the good stuff. <laughs> when we were eating, I thought, well, what if somebody wrote a book or a short story about a lady who's in college mm-hmm. and she decides... That she is going to join uh, some organization like the Big Brothers and Sisters. Yeah. And she takes a little girl under her wings who's maybe 12 and is autistic, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the college student is kind of a hippie, really nice person. And one day there's like a mishap. So she takes the autistic girl home with her to have dinner. And the hippie lady lives in a, a, like a co-op, a shared housing situation. Mm-hmm. And they all have dinner together. And now the autistic girl just wants to spend time at the co-op. Mm. And it's about how she evolves through the people she meets at the co-op and how they change her as well. And the effect that they have on her family. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's that might be idea. a good story. Yeah. That reminds me, I need to, I haven't written anything last week like I said I was going to, mm-hmm. so I need to get back into it. Yes. Have you thought, babes, about doing morning pages? I know I talk about it a lot because it is something. Uh, no, but I thought about journaling again, and I haven't been in a long time. Uh, I've been reading without journaling, and I, I need to do that because it really um, helps me to put into words how I can apply what I just read. Mm. I need to do that. Yes. Yeah. That would quite be cool. Wait. Yes. Uh, because I read some of my entries and they were done like way back in 2008 and I feel like I've grown a lot and I really want to, uh, get back into it and, uh, just to write down how much I've, uh, grown. Yeah. Cause you were just four foot three back then. I'm not talking physically. That was a joke, babe. Bubs. That was a dad joke. Oh, that was bad. Oh, what else? Bubs. That it was made not you funny. laugh. Was it? Yeah, I did. Did it? Yes, it did. Now give me a kiss. Did it make me laugh? I wasn't laughing. Yeah, you were. What? what, what, what give me a kiss. Oh. Four foot three, whatever. So you have grown since then. But I'm bumped. I thought it. I thought you were two foot six. Okay, what else? <laughs> two foot six, Rick. Two foot six, Rick. <laughs> no, 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 no. Seriously, um, no, I haven't thought about it, um. But I thought about, I, 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 and I, I thought about journaling, um, with other things. Not yeah, that. yeah, morning pages is so good. Ah, but you already know yes. how I feel about the great Julia Cameron and that exercise mm. that she's given to the world. Yeah, it sounds really new agey though. It works though. You get kind results. Kind of new agey, kind of self helpish. I don't know. It is self help. It comes from a self help book, but it gets results. You know how I feel about self help stuff too. Well, here's what I'd say. Like, Do you want to get caught up on what who the messenger is if it comes in the film form of a self help book, or do you want to get caught up on what the results are on that it makes you a better person? I'd rather think about the results on the messenger. Oh, but that's me. Okay. Yes. 
Um, if, 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 uh, Pat Robertson said something that made sense and I could apply to my life and I found out that it worked, then I'd be talking about a Pat Robertson exercise. Well, that's fair. You know, that's fair. I mean, I I think, uh, the both of us have established that, um, we both don't really care for Pat Robertson. No. I mean, I don't. I think there's some, I think there's some things that I have issues with, with what he's, he said, but that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. That's besides the point. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not like, uh, I don't know. A lot of people are so caught up in the whole, like, how can I help myself? I don't know. I agree. There is definitely. And you can only do so much. The dark side of self-help, right? Where people yeah. put on these facades of, oh, I'm great. I'm doing awesome. And then you pull them aside and talk to them alone. And they're not. You find out that their life is in total disarray. Yes. Having said that, I do think that there are things that I've gleaned from self-help books, not just Julia Cameron. Uh, I have issues with Tony Robbins, but I've definitely learned some things from reading his stuff. Mm-hmm. I have issues with Napoleon Hill, but I've gotten stuff that, uh, you know. Is that really his name, Napoleon Hill? I know that that's the name that he wrote under. I'm assuming that was his real name. Okay. But he's kind of like the godfather of that world. Really? Yeah, because I think Thinking Grow Rich came out in the 30s. Oh, wow. Well, because, and I'm... And I also have a problem with it because remember, not remember, but uh, a lot of the uh, motivational type of speakers, right? Mm-hmm. They'll say like, if I can do it, you can do it too, right? Or yeah. they'll say, this is how you can get rich in no time flat. With my steps, blah, 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 blah. And a lot of psychologists do these do that too, right? And I, I just, there's something that doesn't seem right to me when I hear about that, but that's just me. I completely understand what you're saying. I was very anti-self-help until I was... Let me back up. I think the first self-help book that I actually read was The War of Art. Mm -hmm. And I was probably 28 when I picked that book up. Uh And I didn't read another book in that genre until about 2015 when I was 32. Uh But I had known so many people who said that they got something from them. So mm-hmm. I decided to really go on hard. That's when I read Napoleon Hill. That's when I started listening to Tony Robbins and reading some of his stuff. Uh-huh. And there's, there's some stuff in there that I don't agree with, but I did get value out of my time there. I think the problem is when you think that the self-help community is the only thing that you should be doing is listening right. to speakers and pretending that you have a great life and you take yeah. it to that extreme. But if you look at it, like there's a few tools in here I could take. I don't have to give these people all my time or attention, but I can give it enough to where I glean these lessons that I can apply to my life. Then I think it can be useful. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I found. Okay. Um, I will say this, though. When I read The Art of Seduction, it, get, it did give me some things to think about. I didn't agree with everything, of course. Oh, Miss Alexa, stop. <laughs> I j- Wait a minute. I just put it on mute. I don't know. Maybe you accidentally tapped it afterwards. But what were you saying about The Art of Seduction? Okay, I probably did. Creepy. Anyway, um... So when I read The Art of Seduction, there were some things uh, for sure that I didn't agree with, but there were some things to think about, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, different types of personality, personality types, the star or the the coquette, the professor, the professor, uh, the idealist, I think it is Mm -hmm. the one that you would, it would be your ideal mate or something or whatever it is. And it's like, oh, how that could be problematic. Uh, I'm guessing 
you know, it gave me a little bit of things to think about. Although I don't, I I didn't agree with everything. Robert Greene is. I have so many mixed emotions about him because. Yeah. Well, I I don't know if I would consider his book self help or not. If we are, then I guess the first self-help book I read was The 48 Laws of Power, Uh which at the time, when I read it in 2000, was it five or six? Yeah. Might have been 2006. I got a lot out of it, but for real, it's a very cynical book looking back on it. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not truth in it, but it's... I, if I read it today for the first time, I don't know if I'd have the the same response, yeah. but I really do like his books. Uh, but I yeah. think with everybody, you should question what you read. Well, and then there's, there are some self-help stuff that I believe has seeped in the, to the Christian community as for well. Sure. Like, um, there was one time where, uh, the church I was going to at the time was reading a book by Pastor Rick Warren and, um, I don't even know why I read it. I think I just read it because my church was doing it. But it was called uh, The Purpose Driven Life. That is by far a good example of what a self-help book is. But there's like a little bit of like Christianity in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, why don't... And I thought to myself, why do I want to read something that... And in the book, it didn't seem like it backed up a lot of the stuff. It just seemed like, oh, this is just a pastor saying it. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Um... It's not like the five love languages, because I don't think it's even a self-help book. I think it's just... Um, I, uh, I, I would say that it is. It is? Yes. You think so? I think so. Okay. So, keep going. I mean, I, I guess the reason why I don't think it's a self-help book is just because it didn't it didn't feel like it to me. It just seemed like, oh, it's just something to think about when you're uh, learning about um, people that... Uh, you know, learning about people that you love mm-hmm. and how to show them love. But that's just me. Um, but Rick Warren's book was definitely that. And he's a, he's a well-known pastor. I just, I just did not, I realized after reading it, cause there are people that were definitely critiquing his book. And I'm like, I don't know why I read this. And actually, now that I think about it, I didn't really get a whole lot out of it. And I think I just read it because other people were reading it. I definitely know people from the self-help community who are Christians and see that there's this weird interplay between the two worlds. It is. And there are a lot of Christians that are saying, you know what? That's, you know, a lot of people have fallen into it because um, in Christianity, there is a lot of emphasis on not looking to yourself. It's very, very um, contra- uh, contrary to self-help and self-esteem in, in a lot of ways. Mm. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, uh, and, and I've heard a lot of uh, uh, people in Christian circles say, you know, that's, that's a big problem in even our circles because w- uh because if you look in scriptures, they don't they don't emphasize looking to yourself. It's it's not it's it's totally contrary. So it's so I found that it's really um, seeped into Christian circles, and that's why I was wondering if because um, you told me that you said uh, Julia Cameron um, considers herself a Christian, and I ha- I I I I have questions about that. We should say that's what I've read online. Yeah, yeah. and so I didn't read that in. 
the artist's way. I mean, I, I, I get the sense that she believes in the, the higher, a uh, higher power. Yeah. Um, but I believe I read someplace online that she is, uh, a Christian. I, I could be wrong with that, but that's what okay. I remember. I need to look that up because I'm really curious about how that ended up coming into, uh, how that has started to spread in, in the Christian community. It's been going on for a while though. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how long, but I'm, I'm interested to look at how that happened because, um, there's been a lot of critique about that, uh, recently that I've been hearing. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so there's a couple of different perspectives. Yeah. You could look at it. What like, Oh, Christians shouldn't be involved with this because it's kind of a secular thing and yeah. it goes against, you know, these teachings or yeah. I could look at it as, as a secular person myself, I'm a spiritual person, but I'm not a Christian. I could look at it like, well, I don't want these Christians bringing their ideas into the self-help movement and changing it and making it all about Jesus. But then another person who's not part of either community, who has friends on both sides, could look at the situation and say, but isn't it a good thing that... Christians, atheists, and, you know, all these other types of people can find common ground in the self-help world, which is not the, t that's yeah. not the opinion I take, but it is yeah. an interesting way of looking at things. Right, right. I, I kind of go the other way mm -hmm. as far as the, I don't think Christians should be involved in it because I think it's, it's very, very dangerous, but that's, that's how I would see it in a different perspective. Self-help can be dangerous if yeah. it's too strong. It is, yeah. Like, there's a lot of, uh, it's weird. There's a lot of conservative ideas in self-help, but there's also a lot of, like, woke type of ideas. Give me around, that. Well, like, around language. Yes. Right? So I've gone to people's houses who have all the right self-help books. Yes. And I don't know if they're, they're a Christian. I'm thinking of one person in particular. Oh, okay. And, but you talk to this person and they're like, well... I was mad. Oh, I shouldn't say that. I mean, I was this. I was that. There's all this stuff around language. Man or woman? A woman. I'm okay, thinking I... about specifically. Oh, okay. But I've, se I've seen it with other people, but to less of an extreme, where you really have to watch how you word things. You know, that's what that reminds me of, that one room we were in. Mm -hmm. Remember we were talking about, like, uh, the, uh, uh, what was it I called? know the room you're talking about. Hijacking of yes. the, uh, whatever you call it. And I'm like, what is that? Because I was like, I don't understand what that means. And you're like, oh, I think I can, I can, I can explain it. And mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, this is, this is like a jargon I've never heard before in my life. And I was just like, this is really uh, foreign to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like your judges, your, your judges are, and I'm like, why can't you just keep it simple? Yeah, but, <laughs> so there's those like really lib ideas, but there's also yes. a lot of conservative ideas in there about pulling yourself up doing what's best for you, trying to make a better life for you and your family. Uh, yeah. You I, know what I, so it's a yeah, weird mix. I also have a problem with that too, mm. as well. Um, with both of those ideas, mm -hmm. even as a conservative myself, I have a problem with that idea as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. The whole self world help world is kind of, it's a mixed bag of stuff. I it? dip my toe in it. <laughs> I have, I have connections to it. I appreciate it for what it is, and I have some issues with it. Okay. Yes. Fair enough. Yes. yes. 
But that's just me, okay? That's just me, okay? Okay, yes, yes, yes. That's right. That's right, Jay Wall. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to talk about before? No, we... this is a really interesting uh, self-help discussion because I didn't think we were going to go there, but we did. It's it was, good to go there sometimes. It is very interesting to talk about it and, and uh, talk about it with um, different perspectives. Here's a, perspective. here's a question before we go to the movies that yes. I've been thinking about. I, I may have told you this. I think I did that. I have been visiting the website to the Hatley School for the Blind, which, in case you don't know, is a school designed for blind people. Yes, yes. And it's it's kind of hard to get my head around it, but I realized that they have all these different support groups that mm. meet virtually. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking about attending some of their support groups around blindness i really think you should and if it is accessible because i've i've been a a a brief student of the hadley school Mm -hmm. for the blind what is what is their uh what is their address do you can can you say it uh i could i just don't remember it Ah, can you find it for me not right now but i could send you a link to it fair enough yeah um what i think you should do is you should maybe check it out and let me know if it's accessible and maybe I should go into one of those things because I think it's always good to, uh, to communicate with other blind people that might ha- actually have um, concerns or problems that they're dealing with that you might be dealing with. Because it's good to discuss it with each other, mm-hmm. but it's also good to have a community to discuss it with and say, hey, you know, you're not alone in this. I have a problem like that too. And I have a core group of blind friends. I do too. That, but but still. with mine, some of them I check in with the weekly. Right. You know. And I don't, you know, and, and most of them, most of mine are out of state and that's, that's a little bit tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's still good to get different perspectives. It is. It certainly is. I think it would be, you know, I, I think you should try it. What, uh, yeah, let me know uh, whatever, if you find a schedule that they have. Cause There's one can... online. I'll send you a link to it. Okay. Yeah. I think that would be kind of cool to look at that. That might be cool. Yeah. Yes, yes. Very good. Yes. Okay. All right, Jayla, so we get to the movies? Yes. Would you like me to give, excuse me, a recap of a movie that you enjoyed more than Fight Club, and the movie is called Superbad? Uh, can I give the premise at least? Give the premise. Okay. Um, so the premise is there are these two guys that are getting ready to leave high school for good, getting ready to graduate, and they find out that there is a party that this girl is hosting. One of the guys is really into her, and what she wants them to do is to get a whole bunch of alcohol to bring to the party because it's going to be like the the biggest one of the biggest parties of the year, and uh, the guys are played by Jonah Hill and uh, Michael Jonah Sarah. Hill and Michael Sarah are the main characters, uh, and uh, Christopher Midslack is uh, their their uh, their. The, the friend that goes to school with them. I guess McLovin. Got friend. McLovin. I love that. <laughs> I just love the name McLovin. And it, I, I love the interplay that this character has with the cops in this movie. He's such a dork, but yeah. he's, he definitely p- plays a, a big role in this movie. Um, and it's the, uh, it's about the, uh, hijinks that ensues when they're trying to get to the party on time with all the alcohol and it's, it's crazy. 
I, I won't give away everything because you actually did a really good job recapping it, but I want to yeah. highlight a few things. Okay. At one point, so their friend, I think his real name is Fogel, but he goes to get a fake ID. <laughs> yeah, Fogel. And they give him the name of McLevin. His ID <laughs> says that he's 25 and from Hawaii. <laughs> he works at a liquor store, but of course he can't shop oh, he in does. there. Okay, yeah, right. because they know that he's not old enough. So they take him to this other liquor store. Send him inside, and he has all these fantasies before he gets to the cash register. And what about the the spilling? Yeah, so that's what I was about to say. He okay. opens, uh, he he grabs like a, a a can of alcohol. I think it's a beer, and one like pops to the ground and Oops. gets open. Yeah, he eventually gets the alcohol. He's checking out, and some guy comes in and punches McLovin. So they call the cops, who are played by uh, Seth Rogen. Bill Hader. And Bill Hader. And Seth Rogen seems like a really, really nice guy on interviews. I think Mm -hmm. he seems like the type of person I would like to hang out with. Uh Having said that, I'm really not a big fan of his movies. Oh, okay. But he did write this movie. Yeah. And he's really good in it. Yeah. So they are... Does he play Michaels? He he plays one of the cops. Okay. And they are a couple of wild cops who decide to take McLovin... (laughs) On a joyride, and it is, I don't know why, but I think this is some of the funniest stuff I've seen in a long time, as far as movies goes, is his interaction with the cops when they take him to a bar, and he trips this homeless guy, and then, you know, near the end of the movie, when they break in on him having sex, and they agree to take him out in handcuffs, so he'll look cool in front of everybody, I really enjoyed that. Of course she did. It's guy humor. What did you think of the stuff with McLovin? Um, I thought McLovin was a total dork, but I also thought it was okay. Uh, uh thinking from a uh, what a guy would think, and and I personally don't think that the, this is like complete guy humor. Yes. Uh, it's not particularly funny to me, but the concept is funny that this really dorky kid who probably you would not imagine getting this opportunity gets to hang out with a bunch of really incompetent <laughs> cops uh, who smoke and drink and, uh, and, and shoot really things. shouldn't be. Yeah. And, and they let him shoot their car, which is really weird. Yes. And, and, you know, they should be taken off of the force, but they're not, you know, they're not, they could barely get to their, um, to the place where they're called to be. I like to when McLovin first he's going up to the bedroom with this girl at the party. Yeah. And she's like, Well, so what's Hawaii like? You know, completely forgetting the fact that she's been going to high school with him. For a long time. Yes. Didn't even, you know, knew that he didn't go. And then when they take McLovin out of the house, he's like, Oh, we were gonna go to Hawaii together. (laughs) We're gonna go to Hawaii. Yes. So this movie comes out. Well, wait a minute. What about the other characters? We're, we're going to get, get there. Okay. okay, let's let me tell a little bit of my history. Yes, of the yes. Movie first, there was a movie called The Hangover, which I've actually not seen. I've okay. I've heard it's funny, but I have a it feeling sounds like it's a stupid movie to me. I mean, not the hang. Is it The Hangover, the one where he gets this girl pregnant? No, it's Knocked Out. Knocked Out. Knocked Out. Yeah. Knocked Up. I'm sorry. Yeah. With uh, Seth Rogen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've seen The Hangover. It's not that funny. Okay. At I least I, 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 I didn't really laugh. But anyways, Knocked Up comes out. And I've not seen that movie. I have no interest. And I've heard it's good. But I have the feeling it's, you know, people who like dumb movies. Uh-huh. 
and Seth Rogen is pro- is promoting the movie Knocked Up. Mm-hmm. He does an interview where it's him and Judd Apatow talking to somebody, I think on NPR. Yeah. And Judd Apatow says, well, you know, this is a really good movie, but I'm actually really excited about the movie Superbad that Seth has coming out next that Yelp write. Uh-huh. And so that put it in my mind, like, oh, that might be interesting. Just right? Second. Oh, what do you do? Sorry, I'm just pulling the... It's just in your bed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, just go on, go on. And so I keep my eyes and my ears open for super bad. It comes out. And this was back when there was a website called LimeWire. Uh-huh. I'm not saying I got the movie from LimeWire. But somehow a copy of the movie ended up on my computer. Wow. From LimeWire. Okay. I don't know how that happened. It just did. It's just it's just magic. Mm-hmm. We're going to assume that the tech gods came down and transferred <laughs> off of the website onto my computer. Or you could have pressed a button or something. Something like that. Yeah. In any event, <clears throat> I have a really bad memory, too, so maybe <laughs> I press something. So I watched Super Bad, but it was a copy of the movie that was shot in the movie theater. So you hear the audience reaction and the camera shots are not the best. But I thought it was so funny that I watched it the next night and laughed just as hard. Mm. Um, and I, I, you didn't think it was that funny when you first saw it? No, I thought it was really funny. That's why I watched it again. Okay. Even though I watched a very bad pirated version of it. Oh, right. Right. Uh And I haven't seen it since then until last night. Oh, wow. So this was my third time watching it and I thought it really held up. Okay. So that's my history. Now let's get to the other characters. Yes. We have, uh, Jonah Hill who plays Seth and, He's kind of a tough-talking kid. He's a typical pervert. A little bit hard to love. Yeah, really. Kind of, uh, you know, he's kind of, like, into into what he can get from girls and, uh, you know, like, the biggest party of the year. And, uh, you know, I don't know. He's a to- He definitely is a tough talker. A, a, t- a tough talker. And a tough talker. <laughs> I said tough talker. <laughs> tough talker. Excuse me. He wants to hook up with this girl named Jules, who is played by Emma Stone. I think this might be her first big movie. You might be right, yes. I'm sure she did stuff before this, but this is where I became aware of her. You might be right, yes. And he takes his friend Evan on the trip to get alcohol. So Seth is like yelling and abrasive, Mm -hmm. and Evan is this very passive dude. Yeah. We know that they've been friends for a very long time. And at the end of the school year, which is coming up, they're both going to go their separate ways to different colleges. Evan is going to Dartmouth with McLovin, which is really weird because how would how would uh, how would McLovin get into Dartmouth? But they did. He did. Yeah, <laughs> he did. Yeah, I know. He's such a dork. He's, he's a dork. He studied. He, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I thought he wasn't very smart though. McLovin is kind of smart. He's socially awkward. Okay, that's probably why I thought he was so dorky. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, oh, wow, okay, that's, okay. But he's responsible. He has a job. And, you yes. Know, all that stuff. So yes. it, this is kind of their last night together. Mm-hmm. And at one point, they they finally get to the house after all these shenanigans where Seth is hit by a car, <laughs> taking a, another party that's sort of weird that's not theirs. They make it to the party they're supposed to go to. I thought Evan was hit. No, with Seth. Oh, well, with Seth. Okay. Yep. okay. Get to the house. There's this girl, Becca, who's really into Evan. 
Yeah. And they go upstairs. She really wants to blow him. And she's really drunk. Yes. Uh, but but she, he likes her too, but he doesn't know how to talk to her. She throws up. He goes downstairs, passes out. Seth picks him up in his arms and rescues him. <laughs> and <laughs> runs away. The, the, the most unlikely person to pick Evan up and carry him. And there's a scene that I, I just think is really funny where... Evan wakes up in Seth's arms and he looks up and sees him carrying him away. He's like, can I stand up by myself? Can I walk now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. That's okay, babes. I How still... far did he carry him? I don't know. Pretty far. Okay. Yes. Eventually they go back to Evan's place. They talk, they fall asleep. And the next day they go to the mall, run into Jules and, uh, Becca. Uh-huh. And, uh, they go on a date kind of, they separate, yeah. but they each end up, Going out with these girls. I will say that there was a funny part where um, uh, Seth was trying on pants, and yes. Evan's like, "That's really tight." Yeah. What? What about like if I was standing and I'm like, "Hey, prof," and he's like, "No, no, no, that's too tight. That's uh-huh. a little too tight. I, I, that's that's not a good. That's not good for you. Um, that one's too tight." <laughs> I, I thought that was kind of funny, but otherwise, I mean, <clears throat> a lot of it was very much a guy's movie, and I didn't think a lot of it was funny, but. Wow, I, I, there's so many funny parts in this movie. I understand why you thought it was funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I gave it a week seven. And also I didn't. I thought you gave it a medium seven. I'm sorry, a medium seven. That wasn't the other movie. Sorry. That's okay. I gave Fight Club a week seven and I gave this one just a seven. You like this more than Fight Club? Slightly. Yes. Slightly. But you did like it more than Fight Club. Yes, I said that. Like, yes, we know. Stop trying me to try, stop trying to force me to really like movies that you like all the time. Okay, I just, it's just that I have a really good taste. No, what did, but what did you think of the scene in cooking class where he's talking to the teacher and he's like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I think this class is bullshit. Excuse my language, but I'm never going to fucking use this class. I'm so sorry about the language, but this is completely useless to me. Where Zeth is going on like that. I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny. That made me laugh. I, I, I didn't think it was as funny as you did, but I thought it was kind of funny. Or and, I, and the, um, uh, I'm trying to think, um, there was another thing that you laughed at something that I think is very paint by numbers for movies of the time. And that's the awkward singing scene. Well, and the only reason, so I didn't really movie. think that was funny. The reason why I laughed at it was it was, it was so ridiculous. I had to laugh at it mm-hmm. because I'm like, this is such a weird scene and not that that funny, but it was so ridiculous. I had to laugh. Yeah, and it's what al- else could I do? It's almost like the rule of movies from 2000 to 2010 that they have to have a scene with some guy singing inappropriately. Um, so it, that, that actually takes me out of the movie the, when I see that scene. Well, it was, and it wasn't even a funny, it wasn't even a really funny scene. I just laughed at it because it was like, well, what else can I do? It's ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I like it's it. so corny. You know, what else can you do but laugh? What about... Now, you laughed at this in bed this morning. Did I? When we talked about Seth, Seth wants to get the beer at the first party. And he's dancing with the girl. He goes to leave. And people notice that there is blood on his <laughs> pants. And it's period blood. <laughs> okay. So, I was, <laughs> I was thinking about that. And it's it's kind of ridiculous, too. Yes. But it's kind of funny, too, because it's like, whoa, she must have had a really, really heavy flow. <laughs> she must have had really, really white pants on. I don't know. I, I And I said, well, the only way that would really happen in real life is if she was sitting on his lap. 
Or get all over. what if she's just somebody who bleeds more than the average woman? Uh, then she really has to get checked out because the, that's really a problem. Yes. Um, if she had that, that much of an issue, then it's possible. But usually what would really, what would normally happen if, if, if a woman were to bleed out like that is she would have to be sitting down mm-hmm. on something, mm-hmm. not on, you know, and on someone to get blood on their pants. Yes. You know? Well, how close were they? Were they like they were? Touching? They were bumping and grinding. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that I, was gross, but it's. <laughs> I also re- I don't want to give everything away from this movie, mm-hmm. but I like the scene where Becca is calling Evan, and he's outside of the first party. She's in the car, and he can barely hear her, so he's like yelling at the phone, like oh, "This fucking phone, son of a bitch!" You know that made me laugh. No, I didn't think that was that funny. Oh, I did. Yeah. Yes. 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 Well, see, I was under the impression that she was going to get back at him for that. Really? I was. No. I was. I I thought that there were. I I thought I was under the impression that she really wanted to get back at him at him for that because she thought she probably thought um that he was talking to her. She's like he's he's being really rude. Um, Evan, it's Becca, right? Yeah. And 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 um and okay, of course he explained. Oh, it it was my phone reception. It was bad. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It's a good movie. But his um his character was uh he it sounded like he was very uh socially inept when it came to girls. Mm-hmm. He didn't know how to talk to girls and you told you you commented that it reminded you of somebody in your life that we won't mention. He was very smart but has a few issues with women. Socially uh socially awkward with women. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But a good guy. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. And a friend who I know very well. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's And I, I only met this person once. Oh. But I, I can't really gather anything from that. <laughs> I don't. You're like, you, you asked me a question. I'm like, well, I don't know. I just, I just, I just met this person once. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Yes. I can't tell. I, yes. I can't tell you. Yes. Yeah. Would you recommend this movie to people? Um, yeah, I probably would. Um, I mean, I'd probably recommend it to a young guy who just wants to watch something ridiculously, <laughs> you know, uh, a movie for a, a a person that um likes ridiculous guy humor. Look, it, it sounds like a per- it sounds like you know the a person that would watch this. What's up? Would probably be a person that was like really into something ridiculous, like Beavis and Butthead or something. I was a big fan of Beavis and Butthead growing mm, up. I know why. Oh my goodness. I understand why you would like this movie. Oh my goodness. A, a total guy's movie. It's not Citizen Kane. <laughs> of course not. But I think for a teenage movie, it's a lot of fun. It's it's one of the best teenage movies out there. I'd say my three favorite teenage movies are probably Breakfast Club. Coolest. That has to go. Oh, that's so tough. Okay, here's 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 my four favorite teenage movies: uh-huh. Breakfast Club, Clueless, Pump Up the Volume, and Super Bad. Mm. And I don't quite know the order, but that's you know, I I would say, is it the top in the top five best teenage movies you've ever seen? Um. Well, I I know I haven't seen all of the Breakfast Club. Um. I do want to see. Um. I've I've heard so much about Fast Times at Ridgemont High. 
I, I haven't seen that either. I think that was. I think that's the movie that Clueless was based on. It's not based on it, but it had or, the same director. Or I the believe. same director. I'm sorry. Penelope Spears is her name. I want to say. Okay. I might have that wrong. But I've 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 heard about I heard good things about Fast Times at at Ridgemont High with a um a young Spicoli. Uh, a young Sean Penn. Yes. And uh, and Phoebe Cates. Yeah, it's but. Getting back to this movie, I thought it was, you know how I feel about Wait it. Wait a minute, what about 16 Candles? Did you like 16 Candles? I did, but it's not at the same level. Or Pretty in Pink? Pretty in Pink's good, it's not top four. I, I only saw part of that movie too, Pretty in Pink. My sister really enjoyed that movie, and 16 Candles, so that's oh, how yeah, i Oh yeah, 16 that. Candles was good, I really enjoyed that one yeah. too. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. When you grow up in a household with women, you gotta watch some uh, female stuff, babes. Of course, I grew up in a house... Full of women. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, the middle of uh, three sisters. So and then Molly Ringwald sisters. made that or movie. Two, or two sisters, rather. Molly Ringwald made that movie, Period Pride. What? About women who are proud about their periods. That's a movie? And they take their period blood. Bubs. And they make this art out of it. Bubs. Bubs, are you serious? No. You're not serious. I'm not serious. I, that didn't sound serious to me. Okay. Period Pride? Yes. What? About artists who use men- menstruation blood oh. to express themselves. That, okay, can I can I mention this? Go ahead. You you said you were thinking about this weird concept for a room. <laughs> I don't even remember what was the concept. You said something. Oh, why don't we have a room about uh, guys who have girlfriends or wives that are on their periods? Oh yeah, and you said we should call it "What's Your Bloody Problem." <laughs> Which I do like. I said, I was joking. I said, this is a ridiculous idea. And then you said, yeah, well, would it, wouldn't it be funny if I said, uh, the next episode is going to be based on when my <laughs> girlfriend has her period. And I'm like, no, don't do that. That's ridiculous. But you came up with the great name. What's your bloody problem? <laughs> that was because it was so ridiculous. And I said, well, I guess if you're going to name it, I think it should be called this. Nice. I don't know if I'm going to do it. I don't want to get kicked off a clubhouse. Don't do that. Don't do that. <clears throat> a lot of people, a lot of women are sensitive, sensitive about that. I know. Yeah. I, I don't think that would be, I don't think that would go over well. Oh, there's not enough period humor in our culture. It's not funny. That's just my It's a, like, it's the one annoying thing that we have to deal with every month, especially myself. And I don't, you know, I don't particularly have any mood swings or anything, but it is very uncomfortable. You know, you guys don't have to deal with it. Well, although I heard, I heard that some men go through like um, mantrums like once a month. Some, it's not the same thing as what a woman goes. It's through. not the same thing, but I heard that there are times during a month that some men really, uh, really have something going on with them emotionally. I don't know. I've heard that too, but I think that's just men wanting to seem like they're down with the cause yes. or get some sympathy points but some men but some men really do have uh emotional issues and that is true yeah and they really need help for that yes yes i'm glad you're not like that though thank you uh let's do some character analysis okay what do you think of seth as a human being (laughs) well i thought he well i mean okay so at first glance quote unquote Right. Yeah. I thought he was your typical 
teenage guy, typical pervert, has always been a pervert since he was a kid. Uh, all he cared about was alcohol and women. And all he wanted to do was, uh, all he cared about was like the, the last grad party of the year. And drawing. And drawing stuff. Yes. Drawing penises. Yes. Whatever. Yes. Typical pervert. Um. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um. You know, at first glance, I'm like, I don't really like this kid. But you look underneath it and he's, he wants to do this with Evan because he knows that Evan is going to go off to a different school and he's upset because he thought that Evan and him were going to spend college together as well as high school. And not only that, he finds out too that Evan is supposed to room with uh, Fogel. A.K.A. McLovin. McLovin. Yes. And he's not exactly happy about that and... And finding out, too, that Evan didn't want to room with strangers, so he decided to room with Fogel, and he didn't really want to room with him. Mm-hmm. Which I understand. But why Fogel? I don't know. <laughs> I think Fogel is the only one he knows from his school who's also going to Dartmouth. Right, right, okay. So anyway, that's Seth. But I think underneath that he really is your typical... He could be a very nice guy, but he doesn't know how to show it. Is that would would you say that's an accurate assumption? I would say that's accurate. Okay. Do you think that Zeth and um, Jules are still together today? No. Okay. I think it's just maybe a trial and error thing. Maybe they're just testing the waters, and they were together for a while, and then because Jules seems a lot more together than him, mm-hmm. and even though Seth thought that she was cool and everything. I think all he wanted to do was sleep with her, and maybe she just wasn't into that. She just seemed to, she just seemed a lot more together than he did. He was. Do you think that <laughs> Evan and Seth are still friends, or is it one of those things to where, oh, we were close in high school, but me and that guy don't really talk anymore? Um, I think they are. I think it seems like it seemed like they really wanted to start something over again with their friendship. Like, oh, you know, I know you're going to school, but we're going to keep in touch. Because we've been friends for so long. Where do you think Becca is today? Um, That's hard to say. Maybe she looked over her life and thought, oh, maybe that I had way too much to drink and I really made a fool of myself and that's really not how I am and I'm not going to do that anymore. I don't know. She actually seemed like a nice girl. Yes. She didn't seem like the kind of person that would party really hard. She seemed fun, though. I guess, yeah. Yes. But she she definitely wasn't Becca that you saw, the Becca that you saw in the beginning of the movie. But she seemed, she actually seemed genuinely nice. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know whether Evan and Becca are together for a long time, but, and it's kind of odd because he seems so passive. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I do. Yeah. But, I don't know, maybe she goes for people like that. I don't know. Maybe their relationship lasts longer lasts longer than uh, Seth and Jules. Mm-hmm. I see Seth and Jules as maybe he works hard and finally near the end of the summer she has sex with them and then they never talk again. And then I see Evan and Becca as they have a relationship 
in during the summer they both go their separate ways they keep in contact and maybe they visit each other once in a while and then slowly the relationship ends because they're just you know separated by space it's possible Mm -hmm. yeah maybe they maybe they decide they want to just be uh together for the summer and then separate afterwards even though they really like each other and i don't know how does the experience with the cops change McLovin? Maybe he has a little bit more confidence, even though he's we we both we both know he's pretty socially awkward mm-hmm. with a lot of things. Probably a smart guy. I mean, I didn't think he was that smart, but you said that he you. Well, I remember when you made that comment about technology, right? Yeah. He's like, you know, you don't have the right technology for that. Um. But I think maybe this gives him a little bit more, uh, a little bit more confidence. Where do you think these police officers are today? I think they're taken off of the force immediately. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think they're stripped of their licenses and say, you know what, you served your time as as police officers, but we're gonna get other people uh-huh. to, be, to take your place because you really did a number on this car. Uh, you you had a minor go off with you and. Yeah, you've been smoking and drinking on the force. I think we're with a minor. With a minor, yeah, that's that's not good, you know. I love when they're in the bedroom at the end with McLovin, and I think it's Seth Rogen says, "Oh, I just cockblocked McLovin." I thought that was funny. (laughs) (laughs) And they explained him. Oh, we knew right away that you were underage. We just wanted you to think that some cops were cool. (laughs) And you know that wouldn't happen in real life. Now you're starting to think like me, babes. Well, no, Which Bubs. Is good. I'm glad I'm starting to run. No, 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 Bubs. I thought about that before. Okay. Like, you know, when you watch a, a movie and you're like, oh, that really wouldn't happen. But then I'm not like you when you dwell on it. Like, oh. Well, would it not happen in real life? Let's examine this. Oh, my goodness, Bubs. What? <laughs> Talk about it after. <laughs> <sighs> I don't want to go on another tangent. We're still on this movie. No, but maybe. Part of them saw something in McLovin that was kind of like them. And they know that they're not long for this job. And so they want to go out with a bang. And they take a minor with them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, babes. I don't know. That would be a stupid move. Oh. Yeah. No, I thought that way before. Mm. I thought that way before, but I didn't dwell on it like you do. I do dwell on stuff like that. Yes, you do. Yes. I thought like that when, when watching Hallmark movies. Like, you know that wouldn't happen. And then I just leave it at that. Yes, yes, yes. I don't talk about it anymore. Good. <laughs> Would you recommend this to anybody in your family? Um, yeah, possibly. Really? Maybe the young guys in my family. I don't know if my my older relatives would like it, but it's possible my cousin would like it, or maybe even, um, uh, uh you know, my younger cousins might like it. I don't know. Nice. It's possible. Well, I'm glad I was able to show you this film. Yes. Can I get a kiss, Jay Lovin? No. Come on, Jay Lovin. Don't call me that, please. Okay. I didn't Every know time I think of that, I think, oh, I must be a socially awkward person with guys. Do you think so? I don't know. Okay. Huh? Well, you have to know now. I mean, it's been almost three years. I don't know. Okay. What about Jay Lovin? No. Okay. All right, sorry, babes. 
Well, it's kind of funny, but I don't want to be called Jay Lovin, please. Okay, Jay Lovin. Oh, that's Jay. A, that sounds like a really like Bubs. <laughs> that sounds like a really like weird name that a girl would use like to get on a chat line or like a um a social media platform. Maybe hey, I... I'm Jay Lovin. Yes. Or maybe a guy I'll, who's yeah. trying to pretend to be a girl. Yeah, maybe. Or, or no, no, it could work for a guy too. Maybe mm. it's like, oh no, I want to get some some messages, so I'm going to call myself Jay Lovin. Yeah. And maybe people will be like, hey, can I have some of that Jay Lovin? Uh, uh. <laughs> no, seriously, it sounds like that, Bubs. Thank you, babes. <laughs> Don't call me Jay Lovin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to say about Super Bad? Um, I want to find. I find out about uh, that actor that played um, McLovin because he he was actually really good. He was I, I love his storyline in the movie as we already. <laughs> I mean, and I think he he, he that probably attests to how good he is because he really was a dork in the movie. Yeah, but he ended up being kind of the hero actually. Yeah, he did because he got everybody the alcohol. He 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 got the right girl, even for a little bit. And then he, they take him out in handcuffs so he looks really cool in front of everybody at school. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he was, he was their friend anyway. <laughs> yeah. And then I like when he's like, they're taking him out and they're like, get off of me, you fucking pigs. I'll never take this. And they're like, this man Fogel is dangerous. He's a threat to society. They get in the car and they're like, oh, you're going to get, you're going to get laid because of this. Yes, I know, Bubs. I know. I'm just saying, I thought it was funny, babes. I, I thought it was funny, babes. No, I'm just kidding, but yes. yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. And you obviously understand why I like it. Uh, yeah. In your uh, own twisted way, yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, babes. Yes. Maybe we should uh, turn to another movie we watched. So I haven't seen this movie in a long time, and I think you should give the premise, um, since I gave the premise for that one. Uh... It is called Cocoon, and it came out in 1985, and I believe I saw both movies, because there was Cocoon, and then Cocoon the Return, which is the second one. Yes. But we just watched Cocoon. Yes, we did. Uh, Wilford Brimley is in this movie. He has a grandson, and he lives at a retirement home, even though at the time of the making of the film, he was 51 years old. <laughs> Not quite a senior citizen. Which just makes me feel like, oh, I should enjoy my freedom while I can. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. Right. We find <clears throat> out that, or they discover a pool with these weird, like, rocks in them. Yes. Him and his two buddies. Mm-hmm. They go swimming, and then suddenly they realize that they had all this energy. And they feel young. Younger than they had felt before. They keep going back to the pool and getting more energy. Meanwhile, Steve Gutenberg is a struggling boatman mm. who is hired to take these people out into the ocean. And they're basically these aliens who are taking human form, and they're back on Earth to rescue their friends. Yes. And Gutenberg discovers this because they're open with them. Mm-hmm. Okay? think he's a cool guy mm -hmm. the old folks tell their friends about it after the head alien walter gives them the consent okay you guys can use my pool but you're not allowed to touch these rocks because they contain my friends he didn't say that but you know that was a basic implication the old folks are starting to feel good rejuvenated um any old person is allowed to go in there as long as you're white and then 
Is that what they said? That's they implied that. Okay. They did imply that, if you remember. Yeah, but that was like a very, very uh, small scene. I guess I didn't catch. I did. I didn't really. The one black it. person who asked him about it, they ta- yeah. kind of tell him it's not for you. Oh. Uh, which I mean, at least they were honest about it. But it, it, that was kind of weird to watch. But anyways, okay. turns out one of the guys when he was younger was ha- had some issues, mm-hmm. and now that he's feeling rejuvenated, those things are coming back, right? So he's staying out late, partying. And this is Joe. Uh, Joe. His name was Joe. Yes. And he had cancer at the beginning of yep. the movie, but now that's gone. Yep. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. There's this other dude named Bernie mm-hmm. who won't let his wife go in the pool, and he doesn't want to go in either. Right. He's stubborn about it. Yes. This comes to a head when they're all eating lunch, and Bernie is feeding his wife, mm-hmm. and they say, you got to let her go in. He yeah. refuses. There's a, this big ruckus. Joe Joe had, uh, almost attacks Bernie. Yeah, and eventually they decide we're going to go all jump into the pool, yep. which kills off the creatures. Yep. That night, Bernie's wife dies. He goes to the pool, but there's no more power in the water because mm-hmm. every creature is dead. Mm-hmm. Walter, the head alien, sees Joe, and is starting to feel for his dead friends mm-hmm. because he sees the pain that Joe is in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wilfred Brimley comes over and says, Walter, I'm awfully sorry about what we did. He didn't have a southern accent. He didn't have a southern accent, babes. I, did, I just said that. Okay, good. Thank you for acknowledging that. Oh, my goodness. goodness. <laughs> oh, badness. And Walter explains that he only has a little bit of time to put the rest of the cocoons back in the ocean. But mm-hmm. Wilfred Brimley says, well, you know, we could help you with that. And maybe make it a little bit easier. So all the old folks get together with Steve Gutenberg, get the cocoons where they're supposed to be. And Walter says, hey, how would y'all like to come with me on our spaceship? Mm-hmm. You'd be students. It would be very different. Mm-hmm. Um, but we could also learn a lot from you. Mm-hmm. Most of the people agree to this. Wilford Brimley is talking to his grandson, and he says, I'm, I'm leaving soon. And the grandson replies with, where are you going? And he says, well, that's not important. What is important <laughs> is where me and your grandmother are going, we're going to feel no more pain. Bubs. We're not going to die. What? Bubs. What? Stop it. Sorry. So the grandson <laughs> knows something's up. Yeah, and he says, but don't tell your mother about this. They go to leave that night. David, the grandson, breaks down, tells the mom, t- t- tells the mom, they go to the old folks' home. They can't find anybody except for Bernie. Mm-hmm. David jumps onto the boat as it's leaving. Uh, Walter Wilford Brimley says, hey, you're not allowed to go with us. This is a cool adventure for me and your grandma. And so David jumps off the side of the boat. Wilford Brimley looks at him. David says he's not scared. Mm-hmm. The boat gets taken up into the spaceship, and they have a funeral assuming that everybody on the boat had died. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the end of the movie. Yeah, and uh, we were talking about. Uh, I had I had a little bit of an issue with the part where they took the boat. Yes, right? I did too. But then, why would they take the boat if they're going to be taken up in a spaceship? Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me. And then it was implied. Well, the media was making it sound like all the people died on the boat. And the thing I had trouble with is Steve Gutenberg stays behind. Now, I know that he was given a lot of money by Walter, 
but isn't he going to go to prison for, you know, all the people who supposedly died on his boat? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that didn't make a lot of sense to me. And they also do this trope to where they're about to leave and they, they got to leave right now, but the boat isn't starting. So at the last minute, they fix it and they're able to take off. We've seen that in so many movies that it's kind of like, come on, guys. Yeah. Spoiler alert. They get the boat started. Yeah. And then, um, and then why yeah. would Steve Gutenberg, because, uh, one of the aliens ended up, uh, dating him for a while. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why would you date an alien knowing that she, was going to go back. I don't get why he stayed behind. Who? Steve Steve Gutenberg, yeah. I know, I know. I don't know why. I mean, he could have been with his girlfriend. Um, I don't know why Bernie should... uh, I don't know why Bernie stayed behind because he didn't have a wife anymore. I really didn't like Bernie. You didn't? I kind of saw what he was doing, but I didn't like how he wouldn't let his wife go into the pool. That's where he lost me. If it was just him, I I could go with that. Yeah, like he wouldn't have... You know, he would have probably kept his wife a little longer, mm-hmm. and they would have gone together to that planet if if uh, if he would have let her go in. I mean, uh, you know, obviously this is a this is a, a weird sci-fi movie, and it's not like E.T. or the Back to the Future stuff, or Close Encounters, or Close Encounters of the Third Kind, or Contact. Mm-hmm. But it, I don't know, it's fun. It's fun to watch. I, I'd probably give it a, a seven too. I'd give it a week seven. Okay. That's fair. It's, I'm glad I saw it. I don't need to see it again. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch the sequel one day, but I'm, I'm in no rush to see these characters again. Okay. Um, it was cool to see Wilford Brimley act. Hmm. Because as we've discussed before, all I really knew him from was that he had diabetes. <laughs> The SNL, uh, by the way, hashtag CSNL sketch. Yes. <laughs> With John Goodman. Yes. But it was good to know that, yeah, he had diabetes, but he also was able to act. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, does this film make you want to watch more of his movies? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, what did you think of his acting ability in this one? He just seemed like a, an old guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's nothing really that spectacular about it, but he was good as that. Yeah. Even though he was only 51. Yeah, I know. (laughs) And all of them were like in their 70s. Yeah. Jessica Tandy was still very, very old, and she died in 94. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, By the way, um, here's a question for you. What's up? Do you think that the reason why... This might be a dumb question, but do you think that the reason why he didn't want Rose to be in the pool is because he wanted to protect her? No, because he goes in there with her at the end when he's, you know, upset at her death. I think it's because, that's a good question. He didn't want to play God, and he had thought that they had already lived their lives. Okay, and and he thought that um, Joe was really taking advantage of it. Yeah. And that, and because he, he mentioned, well, you're, you know, your marriage is on the rocks, and, you know, what are you doing? And, and I kind of got what he was talking about. I kind of got what he's talking about because he's like, you know, what are you doing? You're playing with your life here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I get what he was doing, but I do think that if he, uh, I didn't really, I didn't hate Bernie. I, I, I think I kind of got understood why he didn't want her to be in there because they were getting so old already. And But 
it's it's believable that somebody would die in this movie because it is kind of based in an old folks uh, world. Yeah. But it's also very predictable that it's Bernie's wife who dies. Not him. Yeah. Okay. Because that way he has to live with the fact that he prevented her from going into the pool. Like I saw her death coming a mile away. Yeah. But I don't I don't understand why he didn't just he couldn't just leave because his wife was his, you know, he, his wife was his entire world. Mm-hmm. Um she was his life, so why would he not leave if he didn't have anybody left? I don't know. I I didn't really like that whole plot line with Bernie. Okay. I now having criticized the movie, some things that really did work for me yeah. was the stuff with Joe. Okay, I thought that was good about how he went back to these bad habits yeah. once his body started to repair itself. Right, because he thought, well, you know, I have a new lease on life. I'm going to live it up. I like that. I I enjoyed Wilford Brimley's relationship with his grandson. Yes, but maybe we could have used one or two more scenes of that. Yeah, I think so too. We don't know much about his family of uh, um his his family with his daughter and uh we don't know anything about David and his parents. We just know that, you know, they're they visit the um the mom and the grandson a lot. Mm-hmm. The daughter and their grandson a lot. And where it's an it's implied that uh she's a single mother i think right that's the what i got out of it yeah. they don't say that but that's, that's what an, i claim it's implied yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes so yeah um that's that's how i see it i guess how do you feel about watching cocoon 2 um i watched it again i think i may have seen it because remember when i so there was a scene that i remembered in one of the movies where this, they come back, this baby is crying, and the lady's like, oh, wait a minute, let me, let me go and uh, help you with the baby, and she touches the baby, and the baby stops crying. Wow. And they're like, oh, wow, that worked. And I think that was in the second movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the cocoon, cocoon, the return, um, uh, I don't know how I'd feel about seeing it. I'd give it a chance, just because I don't remember too much about it because I was young when it came out. Ron Howard did not direct that though. And that's, it's always a little bit tricky to me when you have a big member of the creative team who is not involved with the sequel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. So I don't know, babes. Understandable. Yes. Can we learn anything about death from this movie? Oh, certainly. Like what? Um, we can learn that in reality, we are not immortal and it's good to take take care of yourself while you still can, because if you don't take care of yourself, you're going to reach death a lot quicker. And you want to, I mean, I personally think about how, how they've, a lot of them have lived a full life, Mm -hmm. whether they actually took care of themselves or whether they didn't. What does this movie teach us about exploration? Mm, about what? Exploring? Yeah, exploring. They leave to go on another adventure. Um, interesting. Um, I kind of think of, you know, when, when people get older and they reach retirement age, right? I always have this idea that they're exploring other things. 
they're exploring new things and it's like another chapter of their life before they before they leave but maybe that's I'm not sure if I'm answering your question correctly but that's how I see it nice yeah is there anything else you want to say about this movie um what did you think about the contrast between a uh a movie with young kids in it and a movie with old people. Yeah, because that's originally why I wanted to watch these movies on the same night mm-hmm. was because it was such a weird. It is. Eight or a big age difference, rather. And drastically different. Mm-hmm. What did you think about that? In general. Yeah, that's a good question. I want to give you an intelligent answer. Okay. But something tells me I'm not going to, so I'm just going <laughs> to say what pops in my head. Sure. I mean, in Superbad, we're seeing people who have their entire life in front of them. Uh-huh. And, but yet they don't feel that way. They think that their entire life is kind of behind them, or at least uh, or it's right there. Yeah. Yeah, they think that, oh, this is the only time I'm ever going to have a good life. And after that, it's grown-up stuff. And you can make the argument that in Cocoon, we're seeing the same thing. These people have their entire life in front of them, even though they think it's over because they're old, mm-hmm. right? But because they go with the aliens, they have these incredible adventures, we're assuming. Right. And it's a, if I were to say anybody was most like Seth mm-hmm. in Cocoon, I'd probably go with Wilford Brim- Brimley. And, I, and I'd likely say that Evan is most like Bernie in Cocoon. Really? How is that? Well, because Wilford Brimley lived a life. He was willing to break into some place to go into this pool when he wasn't supposed to. Right, right, right. He's up for an adventure, that Mm -hmm. type of thing. Yeah. And I thought you were going to say Joe, the guy who played Joe. I could see why you would think that. Yeah. But I, I would actually go with Wilford Brimley. Interesting. Now, with Evan and Bernie, they're both the very timid people. Mm-hmm. They both want to live, but they know that there's limits to life. And they're not willing to really push those They're not hard. willing to take a lot of risks. Mm-hmm. Is that what you mean? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if that answered your question at all. Yeah. They don't know how to balance it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of the dualities of these two movies and what they can teach us about age? Um, yeah, there's definitely dualities between the two two movies, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cocoon really makes you think about mortality, and Superbad thinks about, uh, makes you think about uh, maturing and, and growing up, and uh, getting out of the uh, high school mentality. Yeah. And learning how to be a, um, a, and learning how to be an adult. So, yeah, there's... There's a big contrast there. And McLovin kind of reminds me of Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> you know, like he's smart. He kind of has it together, but but not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's got some he's got some issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he he um he's willing to have an alien girlfriend for a time. But, yeah, but not go with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> and and the and the girl that is with McLovin never ends up going to Hawaii. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we were going to go to Hawaii together. <laughs> He's really nuts. Yes, yes. McLovin sounds like a like a weird name for like a sandwich or something. Mm-hmm. I think at one point the cops call him McMuffin. Oh yeah, 
Hey, no, 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 no. That was a guy on the guy that was in the bar. Oh, was that okay? On a bus. Oh, okay. that's right. Hey, that's 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 a guy I saw you. Uh, I saw you at that bar, McMuffin. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, McLovin either sounds like a a weird uh sandwich that was out at McDonald's, yeah. or it sounds like a a weird like uh social media platform nickname. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. I'm McLovin. McLovin. From the oven. Yes. Just like J Lovin. J Lovin. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That's <laughs> And it's like McLovin isn't even a real name. <laughs> oh, I actually don't have a first name. Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. It's like McLovin, like what's your first name? My first name? Uh I don't actually have a first name. Oh, okay. It's just like Cher. Or, uh, <laughs> or Prince. Or Prince. Yeah. I like when um, Seth looks at his light, his fake ID and he's like, you look like a pedophile in this picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Evan said that? Yeah. <laughs> or or uh, Seth, or uh, um, uh, Jonah Hill said that, I think. To, um, to, to McLovin. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Jonah Hill. I yeah. think he's, he said something about how he had his vest on, right? He's like, oh, you look like whatever it was and he's like I should have my vest on yeah and you're like take it off it looks like you look like um I forgot what he said it was it was funny though <laughs> yes yes oh wow oh yes 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 is there anything else you want to say about either of these movies I don't know I'm interested to find out about the guy who plays Fogel just because I wonder if he played other characters that were completely different than Fogel yeah because I'm like you know, he's really a dork in this movie, but I wonder if he played something completely different from this character. It is interesting to me. Yeah. That I, okay, Michael Sarah was not super famous, but he was kind of well known before this movie. Yeah. Um, but he became a big star or, or bigger star. So did, uh, Jonah Hill. Bill Hader went on to do great things. Seth Rogen. And Emma Stone. But yet, McLovin, <laughs> this is a movie I think about when I think of him. And I don't know what else he was in. Yeah. And maybe I should, but I don't. Right. Mm -hmm. mm. I don't know. I don't know, babes. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Um, but anyway, yeah, it's um, it's something I've, I've always been fascinated with people that have like a a pretty good-sized role in a movie, but they play, like, just off-the-wall characters. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I wonder what else they were in, and I wonder if they've ever played somebody serious, or I wonder if they played somebody that was even funnier than the character that they were in. Yeah, or what are they like in real life? What are they like in interviews? Are they that awkward in interviews, or do they really have a lot of good things to say? Yes. That's, that's I'm fascinated with that. I really am. I am, too. And what kind of things go into... The art of acting as far as, like, a classical actor, um, I know the basic stuff, but what do they do? Like, when it comes to, uh, you know, having a great comedic timing or learning how to cry on cue or uh, learning how to make something believable and funny. Yeah, or just working with the wardrobe people and finding out, well, what does this character look like? How does he hold himself physically? That type of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is he somebody that we could work with? Yeah. Is he, is, is he going to be cooperative with the other cast members? And are they really going to be good together, working together? 
It seemed like they really made it happen. The three of them. Yeah, it's a classic. Yeah. Anyway, enough about super bad. Okay, here's a question. What movie did you like better, Super Bad or Cocoon? Uh, I like Cocoon better just because I've seen it. Okay. And I and uh, well, actually, no, I take that. Okay, uh, let me think. I gave them both seven. Yeah. But I didn't give them either weak or strong seven. Yeah. So I kind of they're kind of in the middle there. Because I had I. Kind of had a little bit of issues with both of them. Let me ask you this. If somebody came to you and said, you have to rewatch one of these movies, Mm. which one would you choose? I don't know. (laughs) Wow. No, I don't know. I can't, I can't decide. Wow. Why do you always make up those real questions? I'm just curious there, Jay. You're saying like if I had a gun to my head, I had to watch one of them? Yes. (laughs) I really, I, I really. Oh my goodness! I'm trying to tickle my belly, but <laughs> I really can't um, answer that question honestly. Well, that's fair. Yeah. But at least they're both close in your mind. Yes. 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 And you liked Finding Neverland more than Fight Club. I certainly did. So it seems like Fight Club was the worst movie you saw this weekend. Yes, I mean it wasn't like a five or a six, but I wasn't. I wasn't like. You know, I I didn't like it as much as the other. Yeah, and I thought it was either going to be that way or you were going to love Fight Fight Club. Okay. You know. Yeah. But that did not turn out to be the case. No, I don't want to join a Fight Club either. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Babes. Yeah. It's Sunday. Yes. No, it's Monday. It's Monday. It's Monday. Wow. Yeah. That's right, because I came over here on Saturday. That's right. What self love exercises do you plan on doing over the course <laughs> After of the we next talked about self help and I have issues with it? Right. <laughs> You're going to burn some self help books. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm not really in the. Okay. Um, um, I guess when I think about self love, which I really don't uh, subscribe to, I think that there are things that need my attention. I need to get back into writing again. Uh, I've been meaning to do that for a while, and um, I'm really glad that I uh, started my um, my book, and um, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying rereading it. The I, le- second left behind. Though. Yes, but I'm but I am looking forward to the other ones too mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. I I, I want to get back into writing again because I got a I got to um to uh figure out how the uh the other two storylines are going to go as far as the uh, dream sequences mm-hmm. yeah they were good babes and i'm interested to uh do you have any ideas of how you're going to write your part i do but i don't want to say them here no no no, no. yeah but i have ideas about what i'm going to do with the uh the g- the dream sequences and um and how it's going to go forward nice yeah yes so uh as long as soon as I get done with those, I'll be done with that part. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, good, babes, good. And uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I can't think of anything at the moment for that part of of what you asked me. Okay. Yeah. What about you? What are you thinking about doing? Far as self love exercises, um, connecting with friends. Mm-hmm. Checking out some support groups for blind people. Yes. Uh, doing more exercise in the morning. 
Yeah, I gotta jump on that. I got I have a trampoline. I need to jump on it. I more. I think I may have told you this. I'm considering buying a boxing bag. I think you should. I'm th- I'm seriously considering doing it. And you know what? They're not that expensive either. How big are they? They're big. You can get them up to like a couple hundred pounds. Whoa. But they have these stands that I'd have to get with them too, and you connect them to those. Where are you going to put that? I don't know. <laughs> That's part of the consideration. But they're a lot cheaper than I expected them to be. Wow. Like I think I could I, – I don't want to go into the, the whole thing, but it, it seems doable. Mm-hmm. So looking more into that and also being mindful about what I cook this week. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to try something with the green onions, uh, maybe even as early as this afternoon. That would be cool, babes. Yeah, because I, I don't cook with them very often, but and I usually, if I were to cook onions, it's usually the regular size onions. But I'm going to do something with uh, rice and cream of mushroom soup and meat and green onions. Nice. It sounds delicious, actually. It does. Yes. We are a little over two hours. Yes. And... I'm assuming we're coming near the end of this. Yes. I don't think either of us had dreams last night. I I think I did now, but it's kind of vague, and I don't really remember it well enough to go into it. I think I did too, but I don't... I It, it just slipped my mind, and I guess it wasn't that important. Yeah, I mean, I could say a few sentences, yeah. but they would be kind of incoherent. <laughs> Something about old sitcoms and dreams, but... Uh, I don't know. We'll skip that for now. Yeah. This time, rather. Mm-hmm. And if you want to give any thank yous um, or say something you're grateful for. Yes. I am thankful for this uh, really cool Saturday we had with the bike ride. I thought it was so awesome. It was more awesome than the last time we went bike riding in June. That was cool, but there was a lot of people that were there. And I we met... Uh, we met some new people and there were some other, there was other people that we recognized, of course, and... My guide was awesome, uh, and we just had a really good ride, and the it was nice, and the breeze was just so nice um, on the bike ride, and I just had a really good conversation, and I'm just thankful that that was that really went off uh, well. What do you? What, what about you? I'm thankful for the bike ride. I'm thankful that I have a lot of cool people in my life. There's you, and the many friends I have who kind of keep me on the emotional wagon, right? Okay. And I'm thankful that I'm still healthy enough to do cool stuff. And I'm I'm thankful that I live in an interesting time to where I have access to resources that I wouldn't have had if I was born, say, 30 or 40 years earlier. Oh, yes, I would agree. I would definitely agree. We We are... I honestly think that we are growing up in in one of the best times right now. Yeah, we'll see how long that lasts because there is the thing about, you know, our society could collapse. But at least we got to experience this before the fall of the American Empire. Oh, my goodness. Now I sound like a crazy person. Yeah, you kind of do. <laughs> well, before I went to bed, babes, yeah. I watched this thing on TYT about how... Was that before I, you went to sleep? Yeah, you were in the bathroom. Oh, right. And there's this video from this week, and Jake and Anna were talking about how there was some study that showed if capitalism continues on the way that it is, our society is going to begin to collapse within the next 20 years. And I completely disagree with it. I don't know. I think it's a total opposite. I don't know. 
And then they were also talking about the environment and how a lot of scientists are now saying we have passed the tipping point. But for right now, things are still fun. Yeah, I think those studies are very questionable to me. I don't know, babes. I think it is. I, I, I think it's the opposite. You think the environment is going to get better? No, no, no. That's not what I mean. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm, I'm thinking that the opposite is starting to happen with socialism. And if, and if it if it infiltrates our society, we're worse off than if we would be. Um, we're, we're, we would be a lot worse off than we are now. And it's, it's really coming to head. We disagree on that. I think the language of socialism is a problem, but the actual theories behind it, there's some good stuff to No, it, it okay, I'm not going to go out this rabbit hole because I know, you know how I feel about it. And, and we clearly we, disagree. We definitely disagree with But it. I'm thankful that I'm with somebody who I can disagree with. And I'm thankful that I got to show you some good movies and you got to show me some films this weekend. I want to show you a couple of films next week and we can talk about it uh, later on. Okay. I want to show you um, Footloose, which you, you said you never saw, right? No. It's really interesting because this I, I only saw this movie that I remember. The last time I saw it was in 2005. And I don't know why I didn't see it. Um, Earlier. I don't, rem I don't re know why. I, I think it's possible that I may have seen parts of it. But um, Footloose is about a town where this pastor who has a daughter is outlawing dancing to the town. Yeah, I, I know the basic premise, but I've yeah. never seen it. I thought it was a good movie. Mm. And then I also want to show you The Fox and the Hound, which oh. is a classic um, old uh, Disney film that I really enjoyed. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. And uh, who knows what I'll show you. Maybe God Bless America. Possibly. Possibly. Maybe a few other things. Possibly. Yeah. And we still got to get back to The War by Ken Burns. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Ken yes. Burns. Yes, yes, yes. Not Montgomery Burns. No, babes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, J-Lo, unless there's anything else you want to say. No. Can I get a, a kiss, J-Lovin? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my bad. J-Lovin. J-Lovin. I love you, Jay Wobbin. I love you too, Wick Wobbin. I love you, Jay Lovin Pilgrim. <laughs> Wick Lovin Puddin? No. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Wick Lovin Puddin? Oh wow. Or a uh, Wick Lovin Pilgrim? <laughs> <laughs> All right, babes, unless there's anything else you wanted to say. No. All right. No. Bye bye for now. Bye bye. Bye bye.